do you still feel like you've tapped into some other sense of yourself that you can you can feel that there is something there even if you don't feel like it's watching you you feel this other presence there with you absolutely absolutely i had a friend with me a couple weeks ago on january 7th and he had never seen a bigfoot he's the author george lunsford he's from marion north carolina he'd never seen a bigfoot and i took him out here to this area and we went down in this holler and i had a feeling we were being watched but i wasn't going to say nothing to him until i was for certain and out of my peripheral i see it move in behind a tree and i told him i said there's one right up there i said look he said is that a shadow i said no i said that's a bigfoot i said watch this so i walked maybe 10 yards and i step on a branch and that sounded like a dang on gun going off and he all of a sudden he said oh just blank and he he was like i see it i was like yeah i said that's a bigfoot hey unexplained ones it takes a lot to make a podcast happen so if you'd like to support the show just visit bigfootufo.com We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Did the CIA write Wind of Change by the Scorpions? (laughs) (laughs) As humans busied themselves about the various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied. Dr. Loeb, what percentage chance do you give it that you have indeed uncovered extraterrestrial or non-human technology? With infinite complacence, people went about their affairs, yet across an immense ethereal gulf, intellects vast and unsympathetic drew their plans against us. Prior to your abduction, did you believe in UFOs or any sort of alien life form? All things unexplained. So some of that I think there will say for close session. Hello, all you unexplained ones out there. Thank you for joining us. We have a big, big, big foot show for you tonight, and we are joined by some wonderful guests. We're going to do a deep dive into a recent Bigfoot sighting. We're going to talk about all things Bigfoot. If you have any questions for our panel, please do type them if you're joining us live. Put them in all caps so that we know that it is a question and we will try and get to those in our show. We have so many exciting things coming up on the All Things Unexplained podcast. You can go to BigfootUFO.com to learn more. But coming up on February 16th, we have none other than Nick Pope joining us. He is from the show Ancient Aliens. He also is an expert in all things UFO, UAP. If you have questions for him, please do send them to us on our Instagram account, social media, or again, head to BigfootUFO.com. You can send those to us there. We're going to try and... And let me chime in on hey. that, CJ, too. There you go. Cut me off, part. Tim. That's going to be part of our Ancient <laughs> Aliens. We're so excited. Ancient Aliens Spotlight. And that particular episode is going to premiere on our YouTube channel at All Things Unexplained at 8 p.m. Eastern, right before the brand new episode 
of ancient aliens on history. Tim thinks that because there's five men and one woman on this show that he just gets to butt in whenever he wants to. Sir, I can do my job. Thank you very much. Also coming up on February 21st is the lovely, the talented, the brilliant Diana Pasolka. You can go to BigfootUFO.com to pre-order her book because guess what, folks? It sold out to day. She was on the Joe Rogan podcast this morning and the hardcover of her book Encounters sold out in five hours after that show. So she's a big deal. She'll be joining us. We'll do another deep dive with her on all things related to religion and UFOs. But again, you can pre-order her book at our website, bigfootufo.com. Okay. Tim, any other announcements that I missed? Well, I just have to say that Diana Pasulka apparently went on Joe Rogan today. And folks, there's a lot of chatter on UFO Twitter. Uh, apparently, some major information was revealed, some very interesting revelations. And we're going to dig into those when she comes on with us and see what she says. Uh, also, he doesn't listen because I said all of those things already. <gasps> Dr. Mounts, my co-host. Let me tell you, you're in trouble right now. Hot water for you, sir. Okay. I have lots of co-hosts tonight. Everybody, please welcome Smitty joining us. Hey, so happy up? to have you here. How are you doing, Smitty? I'm good. Sorry, I've been a little good. absent. It's been crazy in Mississippi. So. He's a busy man. Yeah, you guys have gotten some weather in Mississippi. Yeah, snowpocalypse 2024 is what we're calling it, so. <laughs> All right. We are also joined by good friend of the show, Blake Best. He is a composer. He's a writer. He is, I mean, what, you're a cryptozoologist at this point, aren't you? You know so much. Thank you for joining us, Blake. He's on mute at the moment, but we'll get to him later. And then we have another good friend of the show. We've got DJ from the podcast Calling All Beings. You've had Diana Pasolko on your show already. Yeah. What's up, party people? Yeah, I'm really excited that you guys are going to have her on. And uh, dig in. So that, that's awesome. I'll be, I will be watching. Awesome. All right. Welcome, DJ. And the reason that we are all together for this show today is our friend Harley Owens. He is from the Bigfoot Reports and Data social media pages. And we are going to talk about your Bigfoot sighting. Harley, welcome to the show. Well, I, I want to thank you all for having me here. And uh, it's it's a pretty wild encounter. And if you'd have told me that I'd be out researching them now, I'd have told you you were crazy, but sure <laughs> enough, I am. Well, let's dive right into it. So, Harley, tell us a little bit about where you're from, and I know we've got pictures and video that we're going to show. We'll, we'll get into that after you tell us a little bit about what you saw. Well, uh, so I'm 23 years old, uh, married to my wife, and we've got two girls and a boy, and uh, so... At the time when I had my encounter, I worked for an auction company, um, and then I, after that, I done a little bit of line work and stuff. And then I got hurt, and I couldn't do line work anymore. And then uh, now I actually work at Amazon, so it's not not too bad. But you know, I I grew up hunting and fishing all my life. Never put Bigfoot as an actual thing. You know, I just put it off and. 2020 that changed forever 2020 was just a crazy year in general for everybody but for me it it changed everything i mean when i had that encounter it i stopped hunting i stopped fishing i stopped anything to do with the outdoors and sure enough i'm out 
looking for them now. <laughs> so tell us, where were you when you had your encounter? So uh, at the time, uh, we were working up in Virginia, uh, called, a little town called Pound, probably about 15, 20 minutes from the Kentucky line, maybe. I mean, right, right up in southwest Virginia. Okay, and you were working at the time? Uh, yes, I was, yes, which we were, so there's, the week prior to me having my encounter, me and a couple other guys went up there to go organize stuff and get it ready for this auction that we were having, and the first thing we do when we get, whenever we were working these auctions, we go ask and see how our owner wanted everything listed and stuff sold and everything, so we go through and organize and just get everything cataloged and ready for the sales, so we me and a guy I worked with, we went and talked to the owner of this place, and he was telling us to keep an eye out for this bear that was rummaging around through the, the dumpsters down there at the sawmill. So we asked, I asked him, I said, he's a pretty good-sized bear. He said, nah, he said he's decent, not, not too big. And so he said, but there's far worse things in these mountains than that. And that was what really stuck with me. You know, I was like, what's what's worse than a bear? I, I joked in my mind like a black panther or something. Because, I mean, we always had stories of them growing up as the black panthers. And so going on really through the rest of that week there, nothing really particular happened. We had the auction Saturday and my boss came up to me and he asked if I wanted to stay and help people load some stuff because he was going to send the other guys to have another auction get ready. So I said, yeah, I'll stay. So I stayed up there Sunday and the next day after that auction, it was raining. So I was like, well, I'll just go out here and just piddle around, get stuff ready for whoever wants to come pick stuff up. So it was raining and I went out there and I found, I was organizing around some stuff and then I just got done with everything that I could because I had a certain list of however many people was coming by and it wasn't very many. And I start walking around the edges of the wood line there and I come across a couple of tracks and I was like, that's not a bear track. I mean, there was just a couple of them that I could make out pretty good. I mean, you could see the toes and the heel. I was like, that's literally like a, a man's track. I was like, well, that's Bigfoot. I joked around my mind. I was like, somebody's playing tricks on me. And, uh, so going on after the next couple of days there, nothing really happened. I mean, Monday, Monday and Tuesday, I had a couple of people coming in to pick up their stuff. I mean, I was just hanging around just staying busy and Wednesday was when that all changed so uh, I had a guy come in there earlier that morning and then the rest of that day it was dead I hate he had a couple pallets load uh, stuff and I took the skid loader and I picked it up and I loaded it on his trailer and he went on about his day and it was going on about 1245 one, one o'clock somewhere around in that range I think it was one actually before two o'clock but and I went to the service truck and grabbed my cooler and get a sandwich and a Coke. And uh, I heard something make a growlish grunt. It wasn't like anything I'd ever heard. I was like, what in the world was that? So I looked over towards the wood line, and I didn't see nothing. And I went back to go try and grab my sandwich again. And I heard it again, and I looked, and there's a cliff. So where this sawmill was is a big flat. And then the ridge went up. So the ridge is probably 100 yards away. And I... I looked and I caught a glimpse of something black moving through the tree line. I was like, that's that bear. So I just I sat there and I tried watching it and I seen it moving through. And I looked down and I looked back up and I seen it leaning out and it, it leaned back in. And I was like, what in the world is that? 
And I sat there and I looked at it and it done it again. And that's when I seen the arm hanging out. I was like, that's a Bigfoot. I was like, people are crazy. I said, these things are real. <laughs> I mean, everything, just all my emotions and the fear and everything said, I was like, what is this thing going to do? Is this thing going to come after me or what? what's going to happen? So, I mean, I was sitting there, I was shaking. I mean, I don't know what the feeling was that come over me. I, I was just froze. I did not want to move. I, I, it, it, it still traumatized me to this day thinking about how just uh, it was leaning out and it was looking at me. And the only thing I knew of to do was to take a picture because if I didn't have that, nobody would have believed me. So I mustered it up and I managed to snag that picture. And the weirdest thing that happened after I snagged that picture, I had a brand new phone at the time. It was like all of a sudden that phone was just drained. I mean, it was, I had it on, it was on charge and charge and it had like 70 something percent battery and it was just drained. Like when I snagged the picture, it was just drained. And I just sat there and I looked at this thing and that thing turned around and it went back up onto the ridge and just disappeared. I never seen it again. I was just like, did this really just happen? Did I just see a Bigfoot? And I put my phone in, in the cab of the truck, and I was just trying to get it back on. I locked myself in the cab of the truck. I was like, I don't, I'm not sticking around outside. So I was just sitting there, and when my phone came back on, I looked at the picture, and I was just like, that thing is, that's a big, I mean, that's not a bear. I mean, this thing is literally just, like, shifted itself out from around the brush up there, and it was, it, it still, I mean, Right there after I had this encounter, I mean, it, it had a big impact on my life. Like, I didn't deer hunt for three years. I went deer hunting for the first time this past Thanksgiving since I had this encounter. And it it's just had a huge impact. I mean, I've told people about this encounter. My own family, my own friends. My family thinks I'm crazy. My friends, I don't, they're not my friends anymore. And, I mean, it's just, it's just been, a, it's been a roller coaster of a journey since I've had this encounter. I guess I didn't realize that the encounter happened so so many years ago. I thought it was more recent. Yeah, no, but but I've got I've got I've got some a, a recent one that I can talk about since I've been doing my field research. I, I'll throw that in there. I've got time. Okay, okay. Well, let's start with this one that you just shared with us. I think we have the picture and audio, yes, possibly of yes. you searching for. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with this first picture. This is. And, and there's a second one that's a little more zoomed in. And this one, you know what? I asked my son about it, Harley. And I said, what do you think this is? What does this looks like look like to you? And he said, it looks like something peeking out from behind the bushes. I mean, my son is nine, right? And I just thought he nailed it. So now I'm going to put it side by side with a little bit more of a zoomed in and, and highlighted yep. picture here. Which I've had people tell me that they said that looks like its ears. I was like, I don't, I don't think that's its ears. I mean, because I think that's just the shadows from the leaves around it. But I've actually had that photo cleaned up and stuff, and it's remarkable. I mean, there, there's somebody cleared it up good enough where you could see its eyes and its nose. And apparently, there there was somebody ran it through software on our computer, and it looks like its hair is reddish brown. I, I guess it just looked black from the shadow. I'm not 100% sure, but it's wild. Yeah. So, and Harley, this is the picture you said that you took right before your phone died, right? Yeah, that was literally when I snapped that picture. I looked at, back at it and I looked at my phone and it was just zapped or drained. It was the strangest thing that I've ever experienced. I mean, it was a brand new phone that yeah. I had. I mean, we hear that often about 
things. We'll get into that later. Okay, so what we're looking at, it's almost like a small cliff side that looks like maybe some earth erosion has happened. And there are trees up there. And far away, you see one of the trees and you see what looks like a black shadow of something kind of peeking out from behind. I guess, are we, are we seeing the, the other arm on the other side of the tree? Is that what we're... I believe that's the other, that's like part of his shoulder or part of his arm, yeah. Like you're seeing the arm or shoulder on one side of the tree and as if mm-hmm. the creature is peeking out around the other side. Mm-hmm. Definitely from this picture looks very hairy and black. You're saying reddish maybe. Did it look reddish to you when you were seeing it yeah. in person? No, whenever I first seen it, it, it looked yeah. black because I mean, it, it was probably a hundred yards away. I mean, I, it, it looked black, but the way that I had that image cleaned up, it looked reddish brown. What's really interesting to me is that the arm and shoulder that's on the one side of the tree seems to be far more transparent than what's on the other side. And I mean, we can get into sort of multi-dimensional creatures and what have you later on, but there seems well, to be something different about the two sides. Mm-hmm. But let's have everybody else jump yeah. in. DJ, what's your first what's your first thought when you see these pictures? Well, first of all, that's an amazing photo uh, that he's got right there. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, I, I'm sure what I'm going to guess, Harley, like first thing that went through your mind is the length of, you know, well, I guess you didn't see the arms, but when people say it looked like a bear, there's such a disparity in arm length, right? Yeah, it, I'm 6'6". Six, six. And that thing, Goodness. that thing was dwarfed. I, I was dwarfed by that thing. I mean, I, if I had to guess, I'd say it was easily eight feet tall, if not a little bigger. I mean, just, and I mean, it, the really thing that I remember was how wide this thing was. I mean, it was like a four by eight sheet of plywood. I mean, it is massive. Just the width of it. It's, it's, it, that was what concerned me the most. I was like, this thing can literally snap me like a twig. And second and last question is, did you have that feeling? A lot of people have that feeling of being watched. I'm I'm curious if you had a visceral reaction prior to going, oh, blank, that's a, you know, so forth. Well, I mean, the only thing that really I remember, I don't remember feeling like I was being watched. I heard that growlish grunt. If I if that creature would have never made that noise, I would have never have known it was there. I think it was letting me know, hey. This is my area. You stay where you're at, and I'll go on about my business. I think that's, I mean, it was just giving me a heads up that that's his area. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure, but that's how I feel about it. Thank you. That's a really interesting, just to add to that data set, right, guys? Like, we hear people that I felt like I was being watched the whole nine yards, and then, but no battery draining. Well, in this case, Harley had the battery draining, but he didn't feel like he was being watched. So that's all I have him pass on to the next uh, panelist. And in regards to the battery draining, we've got a comment here from listener Joel Martin that says EMP levels, so electromagnetic pulse levels are common and are on a protocol behavior. Oh, behavior is territorial. I'm a little confused about that statement, but maybe somebody else can break it down for me. (laughs) Maybe that's two separate thoughts. I think that electromagnetic field and electromagnetic pulses, I think all that stuff can tie into Bigfoot. I mean, how does a creature be there one second and then just 
just gone the next. I mean, it's it's remarkable. I mean, as big as they are, you figured they would make a sound. I mean, right. it's pretty wild stuff. All right, Blake, let's get your your input here on on these images. Well, first of all, I've got to commend you on the photos. They for the situation, they're as clear as they can be, you know. Um, and I don't know how I would have reacted in your shoes. I focus more on looking towards the oceans, the seas, and the lakes as opposed to looking towards the uh, the wilderness and the forestry. But I, I can tell you that if I was in that position, I would have felt the fear, um, you know, that a lot of people feel about that. So kudos to you for working through that, you know, um, and, and, uh, taking the picture, but I can see it. It's peeking out between the trees and I'm almost six, five. So that thing from that scale, even from this angle that I'm looking at looks that it's at least seven foot, if not seven foot four, I mean, it's massive and it's big. Um, you know, I'm, I'm around 260 pounds and that, that, whatever yeah. that, you know, that creature has to be at least, I'd guess around three or four hundred. I'd say easy. I think it was more than that. I mean, it just the sheer width. I mean, that thing oh yeah, wild. yeah. I mean, just being conservative from what little bit of it, you know, I can in relation. Oh to that, yeah, abs- I mean, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, but I mean, I, my 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 question to you is: so, uh, you said everything changed for you when you saw it. So, when you go out now, do you still feel like you've tapped into some other sense of yourself that you can? You can feel that there is something there, even if you don't feel like it's watching you. You feel this other presence there with you. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. I ha- I will say that that has happened for I'm sure. Coming. Um, I actually, I'm going to um, I'm, but uh, I had a friend with me a couple of weeks ago on January seventh, and he had never seen a Bigfoot. He's the author George Lunsford. He's from Marion, North Carolina. He had never seen a Bigfoot. And I took him out here to this area and we went down in this holler and I had a feeling we were being watched, but I wasn't going to say nothing to him until I was for certain. And out of my peripheral, I see it move in behind a tree. And I told him, I said, there's one right up there. I said, look, he said, is that a shadow? I said, no. I said, that's a Bigfoot. I said, well, watch this. So I walked maybe 10 yards and I step on a branch and that sounded like a dang on gun going off. And he, all of a sudden he said, oh, just blank and he he was like i see it i was like yeah that's, i said that's a bigfoot he's like i thought it was a shadow i was like no i said no it's 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 remarkable it's 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 really remarkable my other question for you is you were talking about the manipulation of electromagnetic pulses and fields do you feel like there is a chance that because this does seem to be a common thing among sightings uh and encounters uh that bigfoot has the ability to manipulate the fabric of what we can see dimensionally as opposed to what we don't see because it does seem like the bigfoot can vanish and appear at will and not make a sound but then be gone and then be gone in such a way that you wonder if it was ever there in the first place oh absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. because um i have like I said, I walk through and hike, and I have a camera filming behind me on my back when I hike through these areas in the Great Smoky Mountains. And I walked right through this area multiple times. There's there's no stump there, no nothing, no explanation. There's just a, a wide spot right there in the trail that I managed to capture the Sasquatch watching me. It was squatted down, and it was 
peeking out from around that tree, but I never, I never knew it was there until I went back and I looked at my footage and it, it was just like, oh snap, that thing was not even 30 yards from me and I didn't even know it. You know, I, I me personally, I, there is a lot to these creatures that people, you know, take for granted. I mean, they're, there's a mystery to them for sure. You know, me personally, uh, what helped me get through my first encounter, you know, I mean, my faith is a big part of my life, you know, and, uh, you know, what he, he helped me get through it. And, you know, I, I personally believe that these creatures are some way, somehow descendants of the Nephilim. Now, I'm not saying they're ne the full Nephilim. I, I'm saying they're some way, somehow descendants of them. You know, I mean, I could be wrong, but, I, I, that's just my opinion, you know. That's a term I haven't heard before. The, did you say the Nephilim? Mm -hmm. I have, somebody's going to have to break that down for me. Uh, fallen angels from okay. biblical times, they procreated with human women, and they made a race of giants called the Nephilim. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Tim, Tim and I, I think, did a Twitter space on it. <laughs> And then Nathan did an hour on it with Matt Knapp from Bigfoot Crossroads. They literally did an hour on the Nephilim and the biblical implications and so forth. So, All right, Smitty, let's get your quick input and any questions that you might have for Harley. I, I just wonder how many times, I think it's interesting you said the, the reddish tint to it because I had a relative who saw a Bigfoot and that's exactly what she said. And it was in... Uh, Citronelle, Alabama. They were driving past the field, and she saw instead of about a a reddish figure stand out, and it was too big to be any other animal that she'd ever seen. But I'm yeah. sorry, was that at a family reunion? No, it was not. <laughs> Thank you. But can can I just not. say, Smitty, that place is so squatchy. I've driven through there a, a number of times. It looks so squatchy there, man. Oh, really? Sorry, Smitty. I've been through Citronelle a lot of times, but she legitimately saw uh, what she believed to be Bigfoot, and she described it exactly that way, a reddish, orangish colored hair. Well, I mean, I, I didn't know it was that color until I had somebody send it back to me. It was like, that thing is reddish brown. That thing ain't black because they ran it through their software on their computer, and they enhanced it certain ways, and it showed that it was actually reddish brown. Just the way it was standing, that shadow it made it look black. And so have you had a... Two interactions now? I've actually had three. Three. There is another one that I haven't told I talk I haven't told anybody but a select few about this one. So I walked into this area where I've been gifting them and I, I heard one moving over in front of me. I was like, okay. I was like, I'll just see if you peek out. Well, I managed I see him peek his head out, and I was like, okay. So I turned, and I, I turned, and I was facing him. Now, I had my backpack on my back, and I had my weapon on my side. So my weapon was facing the main trail. And I was sitting there looking at him, and he was just peeking back and forth looking. And all of a sudden, to my left was a loud snap. And then almost instantly, right after that snap stopped, there was one behind me, probably, I don't know how far away it was, but he sounded like he was right on top of me, but it was just, just like stomping its feet in place. It it was wild. I, I, I just said, whoa. I said, easy, easy. I said, I'm going. So I just went back to the main trail, and I just went on further up the mountain. Almost like a book. When he sees you in the stand, he starts stomping his feet and blowing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was wild. Like it, that was, I definitely got close to something. I don't know what it was, but they didn't like me being there. What about all of you? I wanted to ask this. Do you believe that some people are more, I mean, are the big foot are drawn to certain people more so than other people? Because a lot of people do have multiple sightings. And some people don't ever see a Bigfoot in their whole life, and some people see them very frequently. You know, I think I think they can sense your intentions. Yeah. I mean, as people say, they can mind speak. And, you know, I, I will say that when, when I was hiking through this area, I found an X, and it was almost like a voice in your head that's not your conscience, conscience you know, and it said, Jerome. And I was like, well, what in the world? So I got home, and I looked it up, and... I, can't, I may say this backwards, but I don't remember if it was, I think it was ancient Greek, it means elder, and then in like several other languages, it means guardian. So right there at that X, something in my head said Jerome, and it, I look it up, and it means elder or guardian. I mean, and apparently the X or whatever, you know, that's their marker for something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was All wild. right, so... Um, so DJ, I'm going to throw Smitty's question your way. Do you think some people are more likely to see them than others? You know what, uh, just on what Harley said, uh, Tom Cantrell, who had his first sighting in 58 when he was, uh, doing forestry work, uh, cause he graduated with that degree out in, uh, that Bluff Creek area, uh, and had his first sighting. Um, I, I mean, I think it's possible. Some people say that, that you get marked when you've seen one or something. So it, it, you know, it's a trend. And from a data standpoint, we, I think we have to take that seriously and say, you know, our minds open to that possibility that some people are more prone to it um, specifically because we know people that have been researching for years. I'm not going to, you know, name anybody uh, because it's, it doesn't need to be like a, a black mark on their record, but uh, we know people have been researching for years and haven't had a sighting. So that's a good hypothesis, Smitty. I think we need to uh, gather data on that one. Blake, what's your take on all of that? Um, I really do. I mean, I kind of see, you know, the, that point and agree with, with um, well, everyone that's talked about it so far in the, you know, on our roundtable here. I think that when you see something or experience something like that once, even if it's not per se a Bigfoot, like for me, I saw things in the water. But I think once you see something, some extrasensory part of yourself becomes attuned and aware to other things that operate on that similar field. And though I've never seen a Bigfoot, um, I am from an area where the legendary Sugar Flat Road creature was killed and hit by a car that's not far from me, about an hour up near Lebanon uh, in Murfreesboro area. Um, though I've never seen one in person, I've been out in the woods just you know, playing guitar, you know, you know, just sitting kind of enjoying things or, you know, thinking about what I'm going to do next. And I've got the distinct and distinct, extremely unmistakable feeling that I've been being watched by something. Now, I don't know what it is, but I sense that it watches, but I'm not afraid of it. Whatever it is, mine's its own business, but I know it's there. And I think that's the commonality. Um, it's like an untold mutual respect, I'm in their area, their kingdom. That's where they operate. And as long as I do what I need to do and not interfere with what they're doing, 
everything will be good. Um, but it's just a mutual respect. So, I mean, I think that, you know, that people are opened up to that when they experience things, because on some scale, all of these things are related, uh, lake monsters, uh, cryptids that way uh you know in the in aquatic cryptids and land cryptids and you know things like that they're all operating out of this same area the same universe the same space we are it's just some i think can manipulate what we see so that we don't see them but they see us but that can't take away the extrasensory perception we have that we know something is there intuitively so i think that's very plausible absolutely that's a good question smitty very good question i like it hey, hey blake i just want to let him know real quick there's a famous georgia researcher from uh, probably a decade ago named alex midnight walker and he famously went in the and i don't suggest you go in the woods alone you know maybe to the degree that he did but he played guitar um he played guitar for, for Bigfoot and got a lot of vocalizations, tracked a lot of the uh, linguistic uh, data points of when they, things that they would, when they would communicate. So uh, you're on something. <laughs> Keep going. And Tim, we have some more video and audio, right? Of some of a Harley's experiences. Absolutely. I'm not going to bring up my personal grudge with the sack squatch <laughs> after the mention of the Bigfoot crooning uh, person, but <laughs> I will bring up this. What do you have against woodwind play? <laughs> or brass player? <laughs> it's just, it was personal. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I do have to preface this by, by saying, you know, the pictures for me, I couldn't personally rule out a bear, and bears are very heavily um, populated in that area. And Harley could tell you, uh, and by the way, I want to uh, say thank you to our friend Blake Best. Blake passed on Harley's information to us in his story, and we appreciate that. And I went into researching uh, Harley's story, right? So Harley could tell you, we didn't immediately just schedule a podcast. I, I set about putting some research in. And for me, the, the photos were the least impressive, but it's only when I got into this video, these tracks and this audio and for time's sake, I'll only play, I think, just a short form of the audio. But that is when I decided this this story had another level to it. Like, it was a lot more than just, you know, two-dimensional uh, photo that we really can't prove anything from. So let me pull up this video Harley took here. You can see how we've been in here working around. Okay. Well, here's... The first one, somehow is walking through here. Then there's another one right there. And then there's another one right here. You can see uh, way down. There's another one there, and then the other one is back there. So it went doom, doom, boom. And then there's trail. CJ, I see signs of plantar fasciitis. Does that concern you at all? Wait, where'd CJ go? <laughs> what happened? I removed myself. I tried. I tried to unmute myself. I, yeah, I'm like I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> Those are, that's an impressive. Need some orthotics, right, Harley? You might, yeah. you might need some orthotics. To be continued. Thanks.
like, share, follow, comment, subscribe, support. What's your hot take on Travis Taylor? <laughs> I've got an exclusive for you guys if you okay. wanted about yeah, the Alaska. We do. Okay, okay. More at BigfootUFO.com. All things unexplained. So some of that I think, sir, will save for post session.